0: Welcome to Capital W. Now let's start the show. Hello, 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 and welcome to the second episode of Capital W, your new favorite podcast. I am Dr. Paris Wright. I am an optometrist, a wife, and a mom just trying to figure out the perfect work-life balance, and I am joined by my co-host, Cynthia Williams. Cynthia, you want to introduce yourself? I am Cynthia, and I am also a wife and a mom. I'm a nurse practitioner that owns her own business, and I, too, am trying to figure out my work-life balance. Some days, it's a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so good to talk to you today, Cynthia. Okay. Okay. So, um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, which I know affects me quite a bit, is making time for my family when I have to bring work home that to be very difficult, for instance, this weekend, I actually filled in and worked in a practice on Saturday. And so I had to, my husband had some obligations, um, and I had to be at work. So I had to drop my daughter off, um, at her grandmother's house. And she was saying to me, you have to work on Saturday. And I felt so bad, but I, you know, I have to work. So, um, and so I find it very hard sometimes life when I have to work all week and then also work on the weekends. If I have to do charts, if I have to write lectures, if I have to write labs, any of that kind of stuff, I find it to be really, really difficult. And so I'm always trying to figure out what's the perfect balance between like balancing the work that you have to bring home and also spending quality time with, you know, my family on the weekends. Do you find that to be difficult? Well, I try not to bring my work home. The only time I'll bring work home is if I am at the office and I'm just like I'm ready to go home. Mm-hmm. I'll either I'll do this when I get home, or I'll just do it when I get back to the office. So when I um when I bring work home, I typically would just do it when everybody's like winding down and going to sleep for the night. So it doesn't interfere too much. Okay. Um, I know, like for instance, you run your own business right right and so you have a bit of control over your schedule mm-hmm. so how do you normally schedule out your time and like your workload right so I'm, I'm flexible and I tell my clients that you know it's it's always flexible I work around my daughter's school schedule try to work around my son's sports schedules as much as possible but you know I just I just stay flexible I don't have the same schedule every day Okay and are there days that you actually don't go into the office? Yes like I've, I've dedicated my Mondays to schoolwork since I'm uh, going back to school so I don't go in the office on Mondays anymore. Okay well that's pretty nice I'm jealous because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like for me um, my schedule is it changes every quarter I work at a university. And so my schedule changes every quarter, depending on if I'm teaching classes or just the, um, an instructor in the class, or if I'm the course director and then um, my clinic days change depending on my teaching schedule. And mm-hmm. so um, even though it changes every quarter, I pretty much, you know, am at work every day um, for a certain amount of time. And so I'm usually not getting home until, you know, five or five thirty. Um, And then on the weekends, oftentimes if I'm teaching a course like I am this quarter, then I have to um, write lectures and labs and things like that. And so that takes up, I feel like, quite a bit of my weekends. But what I kind of try to do to remedy some of that is I try to do it, like you said, when, you know, like my family goes to sleep. So so usually that means I'm burning the candle at both ends. Right. So I'm getting up Mm -hmm. early, going to work. And then at night, I'm staying up late to get the work done. Or I do it when, like, my daughter's in activity. So if I have to take her somewhere and drop her off to an activity, I'll put my laptop in the car and then do some work and sit in the car and do some work while she's in an activity if it's not one that I need to be in there kind of watching her do, you know? Um, right. And so I try to balance it that way. But, man, it gets to be tiring sometimes. So, right. Yeah. So that that I find to be a little bit difficult. And so I think that's why... You know, there's always this kind of um, and I was talking to you about this earlier this week that I had just watched this episode of Blackish. like, I think it must be the most recent episode where the mom on the show was talking about mommy guilt. And she was talking about um, how she feels like guilty going to work. She feels like she's not spending enough time with her kids. And so she feels like she doesn't have time to just have like time to hang out with her husband only or for them to take a trip or something like that. Um, right. And that mommy guilt is a real thing because even when I'm not in her activity or something, I feel guilty for not being in there, you know? Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. Um, but why don't they ever talk about dad guilt? I never hear anybody say dad guilt. <laughs> it's always mommy <laughs> guilt. <laughs> Maybe dads haven't figured out. They don't feel guilty. I don't know. Right. I don't know. I think moms have higher expectations put on them than you dads know. Did, so. Yeah. I, I agree. I will yeah. tell you my daughter will walk past my husband and come upstairs and ask me for water or something, you know? Exactly. And, and I'll say, "Did you pass dad downstairs?" She's, You're right. And she's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Okay, dad's a grown-up, he can get water." Exactly. <laughs> but mommy's water apparently tastes better. I don't know. <laughs> it's the mommy's, the mommy touch. It's the mommy touch, that's right. <laughs> so, um there's studies out there that show that um even though women work a lot of times same hours as men, that women still carry most of the family's mental load, like keeping schedules and keeping dinners up and keeping homework done and no, make, you know all that. So it that's you know that mommy guilt, I guess, because you feel like absolutely. there's so much for you to do, right? Hmm. Absolutely, that's 100 true in my household. <laughs> so, um, what would you say? So, are you would you say that the strategy that you use to kind of balance? it all is to cut your work day off at a certain time. That does. Well, that does help, but I don't necessarily even cut it off at a certain time because I have some clients that need evening hours. So okay, um, it's just, you know, maybe that day I only take evening clients and then I'm not in the office during the day or something like that. So like oh. I said, my schedule is different every oh. day, yeah. which I like. Yeah. I like Give you that some flexibility. Variety, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me, I try to, like I said, I usually just take the hit and bear the burden of being tired. So I'll just burn the candle at both ends and then just make sure that I spend that time with my daughter, my stepson, my husband. I'll spend the time with them and then I'll just stay up really late and do the right. work. Um, and so, and I'm not saying that's the best way to do it. <laughs> I'm just saying that's the way that I, try to do it so that they don't feel neglected and like my work is is taking over my life even at home you know absolutely yeah But when you're not given that flexibility i mean you you kind of have to you got to do what you got to do yeah because i mean it it still has got to get done you know absolutely um so i i agree you just sometimes gotta suck it up and do what you gotta do (laughs) yes indeed all right Time for that's my jam. And that's my jam is the segment where we kinda tell you what is making us happy and joyful and that we're really excited about this week. So uh mm-hmm. Cynthia, what's your jam for the week? Hmm. Well I was very, very happy with today's weather. I'm I'm loving this mile winter number one. Like yeah. that just I mean we had a couple of little snowfalls but I'm just loving that. It's not you know negative <laughs> <laughs> 17. So so I'm I'm loving that for sure. Um, I'm just loving knocking out. I knock out each week of school every time I knock out a different week. I love that cuz I'm like okay this is one week closer to me finishing this program. Yeah. So yeah, so that 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 type of stuff makes me happy. That's awesome. So how long do you have left in your program? Um, hopefully December. I'll be done that. That if I continue on the same speed I'm going, it'll be December. Well, that is great. That's quite the accomplishment. Yes, so we will see. I may <laughs> slow down. Cause it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's not for the faint that hurts. <laughs> well, I'm gonna be I'm cheering you on to get finished in December. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Thank you. So Uh, My jam for the week is I got news this week that I am a candidate for becoming a diplomate in low vision. And so, yeah, so I have lots of work to do to make it happen, but it is um, just another step to becoming, you know, an expert in the field. And so, yeah, so I'm really excited about that. (laughs) Congratulations. Have. <laughs> Thank you. So I have a lot of I have a lot of cases to write up and, uh-huh. um, you know, uh, cases to do and um, tests to take and hands on practicals to do. But in the end, I think it will all be worth it. Um, I'm anticipating it'll take me, uh, they give you like four years to do it. I'm hoping to get it done with my teaching load and everything, maybe two years or so. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Depending on if the cases come in because you have to write about certain things and certain things that you've remedied and treated and stuff like that so okay okay so we will see but I'm excited at least I'm on the list for being of a candidate and so I'm ready to get started doing the work so just gotta you know hit the ground running and get the work done absolutely Um, yeah so I'm pretty excited about that so that was good news and that made me happy um this week the other thing I'm happy about is The quarter is almost over. (laughs) So I'm coming to the end of my class that I'm teaching and I'm very happy about that. Yes, indeed. Um, (laughs) You know, it's like, you know, 11 weeks in the quarter, basically. And, um, you know, writing a bunch of lectures and doing a bunch of stuff. So it's 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 coming to an end. I think the students have enjoyed it and I have enjoyed it. But the next quarter, I don't teach any courses. So I'm looking for some downtime. So it should be good. Okay. Very (laughs) nice. So, yes. So I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, which is, is happy. So, which is good. All right. Want to reach out to us directly? Have a question? Have a suggestion? Email us at Capital W podcast at gmail dot com that's C A P I T A L W podcast at gmail dot com Okay. So now we enter the part of the show where we're going to do a rapid fire segment. And these are going to be five questions that we will ask each other rapid fire style. And this kind of helps you get to know us and uh, helps you kind of learn some things about us as our audience. So I'm going to ask Cynthia the questions first and then um, you can ask me. Okay, Cynthia. Sounds wonderful. All right. So, what is the last thing that you actually bought for yourself? Not for your kids, not for your family, <laughs> for yourself. Right. No, I actually brought a sweater for myself. When was that? It was about two Saturdays ago. Okay. Did oh, you yes, feel I had guilty about something for myself? No, I didn't feel guilty about that purchase. Okay. Maybe. maybe a, well, maybe a little bit. Maybe as I was purchasing it, but I got over it. <laughs> okay. All right. And what is your favorite meal that your kids say, like, is their favorite, the favorite food that you make for them? Um, well they like everything I make. Ooh. I mean, I must say, I'm actually a pretty great cook. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, That's good. I mean, everything I make, they love. I mean, this week we were, um, we did different variations of stir fries. I mean, they, they love that. So it's, it's like anything I make, they love. There, there isn't a favorite food okay well that's good yeah. okay and then do you have a funniest mommy moment of the week Ah, uh, let's see here not directly related to myself however um one one night when my husband fell asleep my daughter decided to dress him up as a princess <laughs> so she put all her earrings and jewelry on on you know necklace and You know the little crown on his head. It's funny. Put her little makeup on his lips, and (laughs) he woke up. He was like so greasy. He's like, "What is all this?" And it was so funny because his mouth was wide open, and of course, I took pictures. (laughs) It was absolutely hilarious. And she was like posing next to him, like cheese. So yeah, that that was a a very very funny moment. That's really funny. So so you gotta make sure that you hold those pictures ransom. You know tight. (laughs) (laughs) hold tight to those pictures absolutely that's awesome all right and then what is your parenting philosophy if you have one yeah and that's something I don't have I um I'm one of those people you know I I I live by my own rules no matter what I do and so you know I kind of parent a little how I how I grew up but then a lot like I didn't grow up because mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Yeah. So you know, I just you know just kind of blend my own things together and you know do things as I go. It'll probably be a little different for each child, mm-hmm. being that one's a boy, one's a girl, and I have started raising the other one when I was twenty-one, and the other one didn't come till I was thirty-one. So mm-hmm. things will probably be a little different for both of them, but um, yeah, that's that's about it. Okay. Yeah, and then do you have a favorite quote that inspires you, helps your perspective, keeps you motivated? Um, there's actually quite a few good ones out there. Um, I guess the one I like by Henry Ford: "Whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right." I really like that one. Oh, that I've never heard. Yeah, of that. that's really good. Yeah. That that would that keep you motivated. I like that. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. All right. Well, that's awesome. All right. So that's it for uh, the rapid fire from my side. All right. So let me let me uh ask you. So what was the last thing you brought yourself? So um, let's see. The oh, I know what it was. The last thing that I bought for myself was um some lip gloss <laughs> okay I love lip gloss I have like tons and tons of lip gloss like from all different makers and brands and I buy it all the time Okay, and so lip gloss was the last thing that I bought myself and well, I, didn't I, like I didn't feel bad yeah I didn't feel bad about it either. <laughs> <laughs> as you should if that right. makes you happy you go for it I'm not a big um makeup person, period. Right, so, I remember you telling yeah, me that. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. So. But I can't live without my lip gloss. I need something on my lip. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the uh, favorite food that you made for your kids, either this, either this week or just in general? So I actually made it this week, and I make <laughs> it quite a bit because they love it. I make um, turkey tacos. Oh. And they love it. They asked oh. me to make it all the time. They love it. And we hadn't had it for like maybe, we hadn't had it for like a month. Cause you know, I told you, I've been on this like fitness challenge or whatever. Right. And so um I had been doing like, um, cooking for them but not like my tacos are like one of my favorite things so I didn't want to be really tempted to like eat the tacos you know so I had not been making them <laughs> and um, I actually made it for them last week and they were super excited and super happy about it okay um, and I let myself have two and that was it <laughs> Very, now do you use like shredded turkey or do you use ground turkey so I use ground turkey okay um and they like the hard shells but my husband likes the soft you know tortillas so usually right. I make the hard shells for the kids and I make the soft tortillas for my husband um, okay so makes everybody happy <laughs> very nice something they look forward to I love it yes okay let's see here so what was um, an exciting or interesting thing about your week so let's see exciting or interesting thing about my week. It's been like a crazy week. Um, well, you know, this week, um, you know, with Kobe Bryant passing away this week,
1: uh-huh. uh,
0: my family was real down. My stepson was a huge Kobe Bryant fan. Uh-huh. Um, and my husband was a huge Kobe Bryant fan. And I like basketball, but I don't follow, you know, everything about players and watch the games really that much. But I like basketball. And I do uh-huh. particularly remember Kobe Bryant kind of coming into the league and stuff like that so I have that memory you know from being young Um, so this week um, one of the highlights of my week though even though that was a very sad thing the kind of exciting thing was that my husband and I actually get to sit down and kind of um talk to you know my stepson got the chance to talk to friends about kind of you know staying close to your family how things can really change and I felt like um excited because that kind of brought us a little bit closer just keeping you know in the forefront of our minds like our families even though we're always Mm -hmm. kind of running around and busy so I felt excited that we could kind of talk through those things so that was kind of you know a highlight for me to take the time to be able to do that yeah even though it was a sad situation that was kind of a highlight okay and what was your funniest mommy moment of the week well, this is crazy. <laughs> I have to tell you this. <laughs> so, so you're going you're gonna to die when you hear this. Okay, so you you met my daughter, but you haven't seen her in a while. In a while, yes. Yeah. And so she's a real character. So anybody that listens to this podcast and you have met my child, you know she is one of a kind. Okay, so, you know, um, in the state of Illinois, we have that um Cars for Kids commercial where they take donations of cars. Mm. And they donate the money to children's charities and stuff like that. So my daughter sees this commercial and she says, I want a car. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's called cars for kids. Uh And so she's like, telling my husband, we need to call them because I want to, I want a car. So he's like, yeah, call them." She gets on the phone. She calls them the lady answered the phone and she's like how can I help you and my daughter says um I want a car for myself and the lady goes I'm sorry excuse me and she goes I want a kid's car oh wow (laughs) and the woman's like well we take donations she goes well what kind of car would you like though if you could have a car and my daughter's like I want a purple car with stripes (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness, that's hilarious. Yeah, it was like the funniest thing. And so she was like, yes, ma'am, but we only take, you know, donations. Maybe you should ask your mom or dad. Aww. Yeah, it was really funny. But the woman was really patient, but it was hilarious. You know, That is hilarious. Yeah. That is too cute. It was pretty funny. Yeah, but I said, you know, leave it to this child to believe that they are giving cars to kids. That know, right? <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Yeah hilarious. Okay, so what is your parenting philosophy? Um, I try to so before I became a parent, you know, I waited a little, I don't know, I guess maybe what's becoming normal, but I would say a little late in life to become a parent, you know? And um I always thought that the one thing that I wanted to do um that was different than the way I was raised was actually make my kids feel heard. I think Mm. I grew up in a time where, um, you know, I know I'm making myself sound ancient or whatever, but I had my daughter at 34 and, um, you know, when I grew up, my mother, you know, kids were basically heard, I mean, seen, but not heard, you know, kind of. and so, and you didn't interrupt those and you did not enter into adult conversation, you know, you were quiet and in the background kind of, and so um, I never, I always felt like, you know, my opinion did not matter. And um, I always try to make and sometimes it takes a lot of patience, but I always try to make my daughter feel that even though she's a little human being, she's a human being and she deserves to be heard Um, and that her voice is important. So I always try to at least give her the floor and give her the space to be heard, even though lots of times she says things that I don't want to (laughs) hear. And she uh, says things that I don't agree with at eight years old, but I always try to make sure that she feels heard. So she knows her voice is important. Um, And the same thing with my stepson. I came into his life when he was four. um, And so I still, and now he's 14 and I try to give him, you know, that breathing room to feel like his, his opinion matters and the words that he says are important to us, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's what I kind of try to do. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. Look at you. You got this mommy thing down pat. Yeah. You see, and I think, and I think that comes with, you know, like you said, it's becoming the norm now to wait until, you know, women are in their thirties to have kids. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that kind of changes the way you parent as opposed to starting when you're 20, you know, you have this idea of how you want things to, to be mm-hmm. when I had my son in my twenties, it was just, you know, I'm just living day by day here. You yeah. Know? So. Yep no i like that well thank you i like that a lot and i think i'm giving you six questions but that's okay oh um, okay. what is your favorite that's quote okay. did i only give you five yeah no that's fine i added okay. another one so, <laughs> okay. so what's your favorite quote and then and then this is your all right your last one. so my favorite quote and i say this and i believe in this i have it on like two or three different coffee mugs or whatever and i love it mm-hmm. it is um it all seems impossible until it's done and that you go. yes and that is a quote by Nelson Mandela and i uh-huh. love that quote because everything seems like a mountain until you actually start climbing it you know uh-huh. and they they say the journey of a million steps starts with one step and that is the truth because i know that um you know i would not have reached any amount of uh, success or any of the accomplishments that I have uh, been able to accomplish in my life if it wasn't just believing that everything's a step towards you know the end of the tunnel kind of you know Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's how I kind of try to think about things so even when they seem hard I try to say okay today is hard but maybe tomorrow won't be hard you know absolutely Um, and so and that helps me a ton like I said I have it on a couple of different mugs. I have it on a t-shirt, I think. I mean, because I really believe that and I try to keep that in my heart and mind every day. Mm-hmm. So, That's a great one. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, if the man could survive, I don't know, 27 years in prison, I could truly get through my day. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know. Well, all right. So, I uh, am so thankful for your time today, Cynthia. I know it was a little difficult for us to kind of
1: get get
0: in the same space right but yes. um, but i am so appreciative of your time and so appreciative of the things that you brought to the podcast today and thank you listeners for listening to the podcast stay on the lookout for our podcast every other wednesday and we appreciate your time and i think that's all we have for today all right have a great night all right you too cynthia all right, take all right care. bye